Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You are listening to the Women's Podcast, brought to you by Green and Black's Organic Chocolate. Discover a different kind of dark. You're listening to the Irish Times Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. How are you all doing? Look, I know it's been tough. It continues to be tough. But good news, McDonald's is opening next week. So for some of you, I know that will be something to look forward to. Um, And on a more serious note, hopefully the news regarding COVID cases and deaths is getting slightly better. The lockdown restrictions are starting to gradually lift with some shops opening soon and a bit more life about the place, I suppose. And on this podcast, I have to say we're very much in celebration mode because this very episode marks our 400th show since we started the podcast back in September 2015. I'm going to get JJ to put in a big cheer there. (laughs) Yeah, it's five years, can you believe it, since a whole load of women in the Irish Times, women like Una Mullally, Kitty Holland, Circa Pollock, Cathy Sheridan, Brenda Fitzsimons, a load of us sat around the boardroom table and began to imagine what a podcast dedicated to the lives of women and the issues that we needed to hear discussed might look and sound like. We are so happy that actor, writer and all-round joy bringer Amy Huberman joined us and more than 250 Irish Times readers and subscribers and podcast listeners on Zoom last Saturday night to help us celebrate this milestone. And I was thinking back to 2015 and it was really only a few months after we'd started that we were named Best New Irish Podcast of that year by iTunes, which was a fantastic accolade and such great encouragement. At the time, Cathy Sheridan was the main presenter and I was on producing duties. And right away, we featured women such as Marion Keyes, Erica Young, Margaret Atwood, Margaret has been on twice, and Elizabeth Gilbert. And we were really keen to cover a whole range of topics, everything from politics to makeup to feminism, relationships, fashion, health, and so much more. I said at the time when we started the podcast, the reason we started it was because we had identified a real and disappointing gap in the market, not just in podcasting, which was sort of burgeoning at that point, but in broadcasting in Ireland generally. And it was something that was highlighted by the Hearing Women's Voices report, which came out that year. It was a study by Dublin City University and the National Women's Council of Ireland. And the study found, not perhaps surprisingly, that male voices dominated on Irish radio stations. Now, I'm not sure if that study was done now, how much better things would be. But maybe DCU might look into doing another one if there's anyone listening from there. But I do know that in the five years since that report, the women's podcast has really tried to fill 
that gap. And we wouldn't have been able to do it if there wasn't the appetite out there for the subjects we cover and the stories we tell. So we want to thank you, our listeners, and a lot of new ones have come on board since the pandemic for staying with us, for getting in touch, for just being so engaging and brilliant and letting us know that what we are trying to do on this podcast matters. The audience has been building and we are very grateful for that. We've been through a lot together when you think about it. I mean, back at the beginning, the whole Waking the Feminist thing kicked off, which was a fantastic story to be able to tell over our first episodes. And then all the way through to Repeal the Eighth, uh, which was a big part of our our work for, for such a long time. Um, and that anniversary is coming up two years. I can't believe it. And in between, we had Donald Trump with the whole Me Too story coming out as well. And we've had a lot of crack in between. And just thinking back to all of those things, I want to say a few thank yous and pay a few tributes. And the first one has to be to my co-host, Kathy Sheridan, who has just been the best fun to work with and always a steadying, insightful influence on everything we do. And Kathy, we can't wait to get back into the studio with you. I know you're listening in Kildare and we're sending you loads of love. Thanks also to our wonderful producer, Jennifer Ryan, who is off at the moment on maternity leave. And when Jennifer went off on maternity leave, the amazing dynamo that is Suzanne Brennan came on board and she's been responsible for securing some great guests and being a real innovator in terms of social media. So Suzanne, Thank you so much. Thanks to Declan Conlon and Paddy Logue, who lead the podcast team in the Irish Times and bring all those other excellent podcasts like Inside Politics, Worldview, Added Time and more recently Confronting Corona to you. And one other person I really need to mention is someone who does so much work behind the scenes, our sound man, or as we call him, our very sound man, JJ Vernon. JJ knows where all the bodies are buried. Let's put it like that. He also knows what to keep in and what to leave out. Um, He's seen us laugh and cry over the five years. And we're so grateful for your professionalism, skill and fun. Thanks, JJ. It's always been such a fantastic team effort with contributions from women in almost every section of the Irish Times, including our book clubbers, Neve Towie, Bernice Harrison and Anne Ingle. Thank you to the Irish Times too, for understanding that this space needed to be held for women and for giving us this platform. And there's also so many great people working in marketing and advertising in the Irish Times who support us and have supported us since the beginning. And to mark the 400th episode, we wanted to do something special. So we only went and joined Instagram. I know, can't believe we weren't there already. And we are there now on Instagram at IT Women's Podcast. And we want you to go and try and be in with the chance of winning some gorgeous chocolate from our brilliant sponsors, Green and Blacks. And all you have to do is go to at IT Women's Podcast on Instagram, follow us, like us, do all that, and then tag three of your friends and get them to follow us as well. And then hopefully we'll be winging some chocolate to you if you do that. I think it's really fitting that we're launching our Instagram page on the episode with Amy Huberman, who has to be said is a bit of a queen of Irish Instagram. She's got loads of followers and we're all laughing along with her witty, quirky Insta take on life with her young son, daughter and husband, who you might have heard of, rugby legend Brian O'Driscoll. And she's kept us laughing, especially during these strange times. Amy, as you know, is an actor. You'll know her from stuff like Moon Boy and The Clinic and Striking Out. 
and Cold Feet. You'll know her from comedy shows like Your Bad Self, from her books. She's written two novels and most recently she wrote and starred in her own hilarious comedy drama Finding Joy, which not surprisingly has been an utter joy to watch. She came on Zoom to talk about everything really, about growing older. Ah, look, she's still a young one, but she talked about how growing older has made her less afraid. She talked about life in lockdown with Bod and about her Jewish-Irish heritage, which is something that's very important to her. And as you'll also know, a bit more trivially, um, Amy has lovely hair. So she had some hair tips for us all at this very desperate time. We're so grateful she joined us and grateful to you too, all our listeners, for sticking with us until we reached 400 episodes. And we hope that you'll be with us for the next 400. Go to Instagram at IT Women's Podcast. Follow us, like us, tag your friends and enjoy this celebration with Amy Huberman. I started by asking Amy about life in lockdown. Lockdown life is, I, I, I was trying to think about it in my head today and I was like, it's it, it's something that's really hard to define and describe. And I feel like it's like trying to pick up a bar of wet soap. Like every time you think you've got a measure on it and you go down and you try and ascertain something of what you feel like it is or how you're feeling it just changes and shifts and 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 I, I don't know what it is because at times I think it's horrific and the worst thing in the world and, and it is obviously it you know globally and it's everybody's in a state of anxiety and panic and then other times I think for survival you just I, I, I seem to kind of dip into a, a slipstream of just head down shutting it all off just to get get through the day and a lot of it I kind of you know enjoying the home time and um, other times I get really frustrated I get frustrated at myself because I feel like I'm being impatient with my kids and the family stuff and I know that's just my frustrations and you know so many of my friends were like how are you going to manage it because you just love going out and I don't I don't mean go, going out out like into nightclubs or whatever but you know, you know, when sometimes when people, you know, get older and they're like, oh, I just love to move to the countryside and have a quieter life. We moved closer into town. I was like, I just want busy. I want to just say, talk to everyone in the shops. Um, and, and that's the bit I'm, I'm really missing. And, I, and I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm worrying a little bit about becoming a bit more antisocial. And I think maybe that's just a survival t- technique that you do. You kind of have to close off, you know, some of the doors a little bit in your head or uh, instead of leaving them open and just and, and, and expending too much of your energy wanting, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, like there's certainly things now where I, I, I'm i not craving the interaction anymore. It, it, I'm worried that it's going to scare me a little bit, um, that you just get used to your unit. But listen, you know, everything just just changes and you get on with it and you get on to the new normal. But do you know what? It's it's settled into something now I think the first the first week or two I I felt so overwhelmed with anxiety I felt like this rising panic um and I think it was just the unknown and the talk of it and and that that was when I was watching the news because you we didn't know anything we didn't know and it was unfolding we were all learning at the same time whereas now I I, I don't I don't really read much um news or listen to it I, I do I kind of get maybe the headlines and the bulletins but I'm not looking for feed I'm not scrolling for 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 news and that for me is a bit of a sur- survival technique sorry Irish Times I mean I will obviously look at your your headlines but um no I think it's I I I, I it was nearly a need initially where you, you, I just couldn't I couldn't not look I, I needed to look just just to kind of get your head around it but now, um, 
I don't have that kind of, I don't have that sense of panic. I have sense of, I have sadness and I have worry, but it's not, it's not a panicky worry. Um, and then, you know, there's just, there's just, you know, fatigue with it, I think. And then there's the flip side of it where I feel really grateful and I feel very, very lucky, but you know, you, you know, we're, we're dealing with all of our emotions and we've never, we've never been through this before. And there will be kind of probably an assorted, an assorted box of, of, of emotions that we that we will feel and that may feel different from day to day and I think it's okay to own them and and sort through them instead of going do you know what it could be worse and I and and, and obviously it could be worse but I also think it would be strange if you weren't processing how you felt or how your family felt or yeah. missing missing life or you know worried about your kids or your my, my parents and I've got it my dad is in it is in a nursing home that's why I avoid the news because <laughs> the nursing home news is not particularly sunny at the moment and it's incredibly sad you know the stories that are coming out out of out of you know all of that and it's yeah it's 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 a scary scary time so I think it's just a I'm like a bullet of emotions I'm like <laughs> I feel great when I feel you know in good form and I run with that and then I can I can sense the days and I can't shake it the days that are not great days um, so yeah a week could be a blend a bullet blend of a million a million different emotions um, and then, yeah, it's just time is going slowly and time is racing. And it's just it's just a, it's a really it's a really strange time. Now, we've already before we've hardly begun had a question about your puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who follows you on Instagram is very interested in Phoebe. Phoebe, is that her name? Yeah, Phoebe. Oh, God, Phoebe. That's been an intense time. And, and you know, people have been so lovely. And this, uh, you know. There's times outside of all of this where I love social media and I don't, and then I'm sick of social media. I think we all kind of go through that. But it's been such a lovely tool of connection. My screen time has absolutely gone up, like it, it has, because the, you know, the connection. And I have loads of people who are giving me tips about the dog, which I'm loving. And I've had dog trainers. There's a dog trainer who lives apparently around the corner from me. And she's like, I saw you out on the road with the dog. And do you need any help? I was like, yes. Um, but she was, she was, uh, we were, we were, we've been talking about getting a dog for about two years and we had, we had basically lied to the kids and said they'd have to be like 10 and 12, but we, um, we didn't want to tell them that we were probably going to get one sooner. Um, and I've been in touch with this woman, um, Lynn, who runs Milo's rescue mission. It's a really small rescue center in Greystones. We actually started chatting on Instagram live months ago. Um, and she was like, we wanted you to do something with us, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was chatting to her off that. And I just said, if there is any little, little pups. And then Phoebe came in, um, and yeah, it was just before everything, the, the shit got real. The shit got real when we took her home as well, because, oh, Jesus, <laughs> it was basically shit everywhere. Sorry about that. There was shit in the world. There was shit in the house. There was shit everywhere. I'm sorry for, I think Valda's still eating her dinner, but it's okay, Valda. <laughs> I do apologize. Yeah, no, that was, that was intense. And I was like, God, it's not like having a baby. Babies wear nappies. This is in, in, insane. But, um, she, you know what? She's kind of settled this week. There was a few weeks where she, and I don't know where she, we don't know where she came from or what kind of like a, a start she had in life. So, um, although again, the power of uh, social media, we think we found her sister. So this woman messaged me and she goes, our dog has to be your dog's relative because they lost their teeth the same week and they look exactly the same. Um, so we're, we're convinced that they're sisters. I have to ask, have you heard the dog outside? Is that annoying no. people? Uh, Lana, my producer is nodding. She's like, yeah, Roshi, what the hell? I just have the window open. It's such a balmy night. And no, and I have the window. I can't even hear okay. the dog. So you're if the dog's noises are coming in, it just adds to the atmosphere. I hope you don't mind. Like 
Now, no, I don't have a dog. We have a hamster. He's sitting over there. His name is Mocha. That's about the height of it. That's fine. That'll do. Um, but listen, another thing people have come in straight away with is we want to talk about baking. Your baking, Bod's baking. Tell us what's happening. Bod the baker. <laughs> Bod the baker. It's actually, it, Brian, I've never seen, I, I didn't know he was as domesticated as, as he is. Now, he does cook and he likes cooking. But um, <laughs> so one day I came down to the kitchen and he was making tea brack. I was like, tea brack? He was soaking sultanas and in tea to then make a tea break. And I was like, I, has anyone, uh, sorry, is this, I don't know, to, is this ageist? But I was like, I, I don't, I didn't know <laughs> that people under a certain age made tea break. But anyway, he made the tea break. Turns out it's flipping gorgeous. And tea break needs to be the new banana bread. But anyway, he was baking. I was like, I better get, I, I need to get, I need to get in this. And as well, it was something else to do with the kids and for the 18 billion hours there are in the day to fill. So um, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not great because I don't love cooking. It's mostly out of like need and necessity. And if Brian is away, I'll feed the kids something that they like that's quite simple. And then I might just have a bowl of cereal, which is not, pro- probably not great. Or just eat their food. But they just love pasta things. And I, <laughs> I eat it. I don't want to eat that. Um, so I would get quite lazy with that kind of thing. But do you know what? I, I've kind of enjoyed the cooking. I got to, roped into doing a Kevin Dundon cook along the other night. Um, he saw my bad banana bread. No, I ha- can I just say, I don't know if any of you wave your hands if you saw Amy's bad banana bread on Instagram. I was actually quite delighted because I look at Amy and I'm just thinking, oh my God, she's so amazing. She's and then I saw her banana bread. I was like, yes, excellent. She's crap at making banana bread. What an absolute rookie. I didn't, this is again how little baking I did. Cause I was like, right, I've done it. It looks good. It looks good. And then I just, as soon as it came out of the oven, I just bashed it out of the tin. Um, and I didn't realize that you needed to wait at least half an hour to let it cool down. So anyway, learned that. And I made, a de- I made a decent one the next oh. one. So it wasn't as bad. That's good. And what did you make with Kevin Dundon? Just whatever was in your fridge kind of thing? Yeah, he had messaged me and asked me, did I, did I want to do it? And I was like, do you, do you realize? It, do you know what with me? It's like, I'm not prepped enough and I don't know enough. So then it catches up with me. The kitchen is a mess. I haven't done enough. And I talk too much as well. <laughs> I talk too much. I was like, oh, Jesus. And he was like, he was way ahead of me. But we, he just said it was going to be whatever was in the kitchen, which I thought was kind of quite scary for him. Amy, people, people are coming up with some really good questions and two what? really important ones. The first one is, how come Amy's hair hasn't gone to seed like the rest of us? Oh, Jesus. And I think you need to just account for yourself there because we, you know, I, I mean, I, I could have done messy up due tonight. I think I'm doing quite well, but you... Good. Thank I, you. Well, you know. I think it's because I'm washing my hair so little that if I wash it once a week, it goes, oh my God, we better behave because she, she we, want, we want her to wash us again. That was gross. But I did the roots. Do you know what? I'm very, I'm blonde. So I don't get massive roots. I've got a couple of grays under there, but they're usually kind of hidden because they kind of fall under that side. But I probably only get my hair colored about three times a year. So I, yeah. like, I'm getting away with it on that, on that front. And listen, I bet somebody, because I know I was thinking, what actual tool do you use to do your little curly things? You know, but I got it only recently and I flip and love it. I got the... Is it easy though? Is it easy to do? So easy. And I'm not good at doing hair. I've got a curl in my hair. So the back of it is just pure fuzz, like pure fuzz. But this, this, I'll show you what it is. Oh, this is brilliant. I hope somebody's, all of you are interested in hair. I know you don't all have long hair, but you might know somebody who will find this useful. This is the, the Babolus, um uh, Hot Tools. And ah, I can I just say, it looks like something else that sales have increased of, totally if you don't mind me saying. It totally does. <laughs> 
So I got, imagine you just lost your mind. I did too much rosé and I was like, Roisin, <laughs> 300 other people. This, it, oh, actually, maybe it's not fabulous. Oh no, it's anyway, it's called Hot Tools. I did have a Hot Tools, yeah. But it's this different Hot Tools. <laughs> it's one of those Hot Tools. <laughs> but um, it's got a wider girth Roisin than a lot of the other Hot Tools. <laughs> And that makes it easier to curl your hair. So it's, it's what, it's what, <laughs> it's Sorry. It's too early for girth. Oh, jeez. Girth early. is such a funny word. Anyway, it's got, it's a wide girth tool. Okay, so it's, you said that. Easier to, it's easier to curl your hair with it. Okay, that's good. I'm sorry I asked. And the other thing is, this is a really interesting question because I think in, in some ways women are getting the raw deal in doing loads of things. But somebody did ask about the division of household chores. So what's the story in your house? I hate to sound like an arsehole. I really do. <laughs> but I genuinely cannot complain on that front. Brian, as I said, I keep saying to him, I was like, you are brilliant to have around in a pandemic. <laughs> is uh, that was uh, who knew you know the things you get to know about each other he's um he's been he's been amazing he really has and um I don't know maybe it's because I like to the control thing I I like to do the schooling with them as much as I can but I, I need him to do it maybe one once once a week because I I lose my patience with it and he's great um he's doing the majority of the cooking as you can tell, he's, he's painting the shed, doing the gardening. Okay, no, but tell us about that, because for people who don't follow you on Instagram, you have been playing a blinder. Like, we're seeing a whole different side of this incredible, you know, national sports star. And then he's there painting the shed, and you're just, like, sneaking up on him with the camera, or he's building a bench in the car. <laughs> the I'm very helpful. <laughs> but he's doing everything, isn't he? You know, I think as well, you see, he's... Brian's not working at the moment. So neither of us are like both of what we do, you know, he's doing a, a, a bit and he's got things going on and, but it's not to the, to the extent that he normally would be. And he travels a lot. Um, and as well, there's no rugby on. So there's, you know, there's, his life is very different. Um, so, and he's probably like, he, he needs a project and stuff to do. So he's just, he's, he's, he's going out and, and doing the stuff. Um, I, and you were making a documentary about it. Yeah, or something. I'm, I'm very busy sitting back and watching it. <laughs> I'm wrecked. But um, there has Does somebody think of Amy. <laughs> Guys, can, like Jen, I know you've got like 700 kids, but I'm just really tired <laughs> taking pictures of my husband doing loads of stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but no, the, and we moved. We moved house last year, and like most people who move house, you, you like we just were not on top of it. There was a room of boxes. We hadn't put up the pictures so we've done that we're, we're doing that I don't know if you're meant to just go straight into a wall without a roll plug but that's what's <laughs> happening so would we say we're qualified to paint shit no but listen he's doing he's doing it and it's getting done and it's listen it's just it's just kind of you know busying yourself and keeping busy but no he, he's great and he's very he's very calm in all of this it's actually he's 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 a good man to have in that he's very emotionally measured which is good to have Excellent. Married, well, married to an actress. Amy, there's um, somebody called Valerie who lives very close to you and she's wondering, can you knock, can you send him round like at a social distance to do a few chores? I get really worried if people say that because we met Rich Darn Cooper the other day um, out for a walk and we said hello for very far away and I was like, I was only talking about you. I didn't realise you lived so far and he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, we heard you over the wall. The other day, <laughs> giving oh, no. <laughs> Or Brian was like shouting at the kids. So it always, I always get nervous when people go, someone lives around the corner from you. And you're like, get 
<laughs> I I'm in like um not too far away from your in-laws in Clontarf, North oh, Strand. Yeah. And our houses are all on top of each other. And honestly, like now I have the window open all the time and I am going, yeah, what do you do? You know, and it's just like, ah, oh. and then he's changed your voice to make it sound like, no, I do, I do not shout at my children. Oh, it's terrible. I know. <laughs> and when we just got the dog, I'd say my neighbors were like, please make her shut up because all during the day because it's the weather so lovely and the back doors are open and you're like get it I, I, Billy Billy and, and then and then I go out at night and when I'm trying to get the dog to do a wee I then like change the tone and be like come on Phoebe do it and so she's like I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna kill her I'm going I'm going to kill her I think there was one night I was outside in the garden for 20 minutes with this really annoying high pitch you know that dogs respond to and it was like good girl come on, and like shut up so anyway, yeah, we'll all get to know each other a lot, a lot better. But we're all on the same. We will. Well, just if you know, if he's just, if he's not doing anything and he's finished all the bench bench making that he's doing, just send around to Valerie's. I will, Valerie. I will. <laughs> and what about the kids? Because it's very difficult and challenging. You know, this idea of homeschooling. Like we're not homeschoolers. Uh, we're we're distance learning teachers at best and it's and it differs from school to school I mean I think loads of teachers are doing an amazing job and I think it's really hard for them but um it's tricky isn't it also being a teacher at this time you know and like you know initially like novelty is the wrong word but I was like oh no of course you can do this and and that's when that's before the kind of the, the the incremental and I don't know the rolling kind of chore of it does build and I think it does build even though sometimes when you've done x amount of weeks you're like isn't it great that we've done x amount of weeks but then you get you have the weight of that as well and you're like I'm so sick of myself giving out and this I I thought I'd have more patience it's not like I'm doing a huge amount I've got a junior infant and a first classer but it's even small things like you know um there's a maths thing now where the school like you know that it's a different system of carrying the one for the double edition and I'm like what do you mean there's another way to do and you're not carrying the one I don't know how to not carry the one you're doing it like a different way I was doing long division with them and I'm really bad at maths and I was like look I think I got this and then I did it and they were like mom that's not what we do I don't know what you were talking about the the upside down shoe box yeah but they do something different and I just at that point then I just couldn't I could go no further with it I I just had to leave it then no and that and that's the that's the thing and look you know, it, it look, it is really tricky. And I think the longer it goes on, it is hard. And I mean, it must be harder for older students and the leavings that my heart is breaking for all of those. And like, it, it, you know, the amount of study and, and everything and hard work and the worry and the unknown and the unknown. Um, I think for my kids, I think it is, I think, you know, that age, it's just, it's the crack of the classroom. And I think that yeah. I feel really sorry for them that they're missing that. And even my little fella, Billy, I feel really sad that he never really got junior infants. I'm like, oh, but listen, like it, it is the way it is. They're doing, they're doing a Zoom this week and they get to see their little pals and, and stuff like that. But like, it's, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's just us all just trying to adjust, but I'm, I'm definitely no home homeschooler. And I don't know how people, uh, Jen, how do you do like so many kids? I've only got two and I'm like this. She hides in her car a lot. That's what I'm hearing. I used to do that hiding in the car. That's the only place I used to learn lines is hiding in my car. I used to love it. I'd be like, bye. Um, somebody has asked about your love of shoes, Amy, because you have a line, bur- it's called bourbon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what, somebody wants to know where your love of shoes came from um, and how you got into that. Do you know, it, it's a funny thing. When I think back to like my love of clothes and fashion shoes was probably the last one 
because when you had disposable income, especially as, like in my 20s living in London with not much money, if, you know, just working in restaurants and being an out-of-work actor, it was always buying a new top. That was the only thing I spent, you know, it was the, oh yeah, yeah, you have a new black top Saturday night. <laughs> so it was, I would never really spend money on shoes. That was like the last thing. And I think my love of shoes grew and I, I just, I, I felt more of a grown-up in the world and I started to have my own, my own money um, and my own, I, I guess, income. And I was like, ooh, and that felt kind of something like something special that I could dress up and I, up an outfit and then it was actually Tommy Bow who works with the guys and um, said it to me years ago he was like oh these guys I work with they're really interested in talking to you about shoes I mean fashion was always in my my head and my house and my heart and my dad was a fashion designer so but it was never it was never really shoes and then I felt like it was brought to me and 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 then it, it's run away with itself in those shoes <laughs> um, and now I have too many shoes and well, ask everyone in this house I well, somebody is your friend here because Michelle is saying that please stop advertising your shoes on Instagram because she keeps buying them especially some gold ankle boots or something oh, so will you stop will you stop a few weeks ago we need yeah. to save our money not be spending like we don't know what's around the <laughs> you know the plus side is with all these craft things that we have to make in the house you know they were like so get a shoe box I'm like yes uh, yes I have a shoe box to make the, ha- the doll's house I have a million <laughs> shoe boxes <laughs> Okay, someone else has asked you about writing because as well as all the other many things to do and you, that brilliant TV series, Finding Joy, which thankfully was had wrapped before all this happened. But are you doing any more writing? And is this, are you going to have a book out of this pandemic, do you think? Well, like it's funny because, you know, I, I, you see so many of the things and I agree with all of them where it's like we shouldn't be under pressure to create. And like there's people who've got their jobs and still have to fulfill, you know, the commitments. And then there's people who are out of work and don't want to be out of work. And then there's, there's probably people like me who fall in the middle that you could maybe be doing something. <laughs> so I was like, but I don't want to right now because <laughs> I'm just worrying about myself and the state of the world. Um, but it's funny because, you know, the whole thing of people going, you don't have to learn a new language and you don't have to write a book. But actually when you do write books, maybe <laughs> you should write a book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's it's, I like they create I don't know listen and and I'm so fascinated with other people's creative processes I'm I'm, I I can't I I love asking other writers how they write because I I I always kind of slip into well it's not the right time because you know I've just had a baby or I've just or you know I'm, I'm working on something else and I can't so I always kind of have that I don't want to but do you know what? Writing for me is such a joy because an escapism, I use that kind of lightly and I, not that I'm like dying to escape from my life, but I love escaping into my imagination. And it means when I'm there, I'm not dealing with the rest of the world, and which is quite nice right now because it's not really pleasant out there. Um, so, and do you know, my line of work is it's either really, really busy and up to Christmas we were filming and it was, it was full on, it was full on and I was dying for a break and we finished the edit. So this was going to be kind of my, my time off that I was going to be at home. But, you know, when it's extended and you don't know, I do like having a project. So the idea of maybe starting something and the good thing is, well, I can only really write for, I don't know about you, Roshan, but well, you, you, can, you know, you can say this too, like all your editors in the Irish Times, I can only really write for two hours a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I should be writing more. Um, but if, yeah, we'll see. I mean, at the, at the same time, I don't know how creative I feel. I don't know how I, unless it was something completely different, how any characters could exist in a world where the things aren't happening right now. Um, but I would, I won't put any pressure on myself. I'm not under, I'm not under any pressure. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that'd be good if I was. Um, but I do, I am, I, I feel like my, it, it might be good exercise for my brain to actually, 
to slip into that mm. and play because I I really enjoy it as well. So maybe even an hour or two a day, I might I might start. Well, speaking of other kinds of work, um, there's been a comment here that people really enjoyed you in the clinic and striking out, which I really loved as well. Yeah. Um, and so is there any more possibility? You've got Finding Joy, which again, there's been lots of praise for as well on here and everywhere else. Is there any more sort of like uh, striking out clinic things in the pipeline, you think? Clinic. It's funny. Sometimes people do say, is the clinic coming back? I'm like, guys, that was not, we finished filming that 12 years ago. <laughs> it would be very fun to do a, a clinic reunion episode. Um, but no. And then striking out, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. And look, who knows with these things and they can come back. But, um, you know, Finding Joy was such a different thing for me because the others, I, I was just, I, I was an act, not just an actor, but I was an actor. And so I, I didn't have the process before middle during after your own, you're there on set and you give your all, but that's it. Whereas the, the process of Finding Joy has taken up the last two years of my life. Um, and I'd never written for TV before. So that was, you know, that was jumping off a precipice that I hadn't, I didn't even, I didn't even know what I was jumping into. Um, and it was, it was a learning curve, but it was a, it was a really lovely learning curve because it was comedy as well, which I just, I, it was like, You're okay. such a brilliant comic actress though. I mean, you know, your comedy sketch series. Um, oh, your bad self. Your bad self, self. like. Yeah. I mean, if anyone remembers, does anyone remember watching that? It was so funny and it's not, we don't have enough of that, I think, on Irish television of just those sketches and comedy in that way. I love sketch comedy. I, mm. I absolutely love it. And I remember the first time, I don't know how old I would have been. I would have been young. The first time I ever saw Smack the Pony and as well because yeah. it was women. I was like, yeah. I was actually, and because I lived at two, I lived, I have two brothers. And I <laughs> I was a kind of a girly tomboy. I was always girly, but I loved the A-team. I loved wrestling with my brothers. I loved all those things because I kind of had to, to be like, you know, we were, I had an older brother and a younger brother and I was sandwiched in the middle. But I, so I watched a lot of shows that we could kind of all watch. I didn't watch many kind of too many, I guess, girly shows I don't know maybe when I was a teenager I did but I remember the first time I saw Smack the Pony I was like that was a revelation to me yeah. and I was like there was just women being filthy and rude and brilliant and You're talking and, about girth uh girth <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's things I still quote from that like would you like a lizard nobody has no idea what I'm talking about and I'm just like oh um but yeah I I watched I used to watch a lot of comedy with my older brother Mark there's only a year and a half between us and we used to we used to watch a lot of comedy shows together then and he loved smack the pony as well and, and it just started and i love i have to say i love sketch comedy i love all all types of comedy but i just love really like clever succinct storytelling where it's just the the, the gag boom done and then i i feel like you can be bolder then because you've only you've only got you know two to three minutes to tell your story so you can you can really bring it home you are listening to the women's podcast brought to you by green and black's organic chocolate chocolate to savour well in a few minutes we're going to open up to questions so everyone have them ready but I'm really interested to ask you about your Jewish heritage Amy because I know it's something you're really proud of and Huberman is such an unusual name and some people might not know that your dad was Jewish and your mother was Irish Catholic but could you talk to us a little bit about growing up in that kind of an environment where you've got these two very important, very different cultures and living in Ireland, which was the predominantly Catholic one? Yeah. Do you know what? It, it, it affected more of their generation rather than mine. I mean, I was always aware of it and I, was, I always knew that it felt like something 
other and I was really proud of that and that's I mean I I haven't changed my name and I don't want to I feel really protective of it um and I'm, I think I'm the only Huberman as far as I know in Ireland the only female Huberman because my mum is a is a married is a married Huberman but I think I'm the only Huberman in here because I don't think there's others I know our cousins are maybe the only ones in the UK but um yeah I'm really proud of my dad and I'm really proud of his heritage and I mean it was it, he, he, I mean they would have seen it more because they found it difficult to find a priest that would marry them and it affected them more whereas you know I went to a Catholic junior school and I went to you know a, a Catholic senior school but for me religion was never particularly a big thing in my life personally I, I've never you know I've been probably spiritual along the way but I never really identified massively you know, in a, I guess, in a religious way. My mother is quite religious and my dad isn't, but I guess culturally for him, um, Judaism was a different thing rather than, you know, a religious practicing thing. But yeah, and I, and we went on a, a gorgeous, um, really special journey. Um, we, I met my, my, I, when I lived in London, my dad joined me in London um, one weekend and I met my cousin, Adam. And I met well, so many, when I moved to London, I met so many more of my extended family. Um, and then we just decided one day, Adam uh, Huberman, a cousin of mine, um, runs trips to um, Auschwitz and we all went together. And my uncle Alf, who's my dad's brother, um, served in World War II as a rear gunner. So um, he is now... My uncle, like my dad is 80, nearly 83, and my uncle is 96. So it's incredible even sharing those stories um, of somebody who's kind of, who has lived through through all of that. But it was a very emotional journey for them, um, for him particularly, and my dad. Um, and we all went over together and shared that experience. And it was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was devastating. And it was probably the biggest learning curve I've had as a as an adult in my 20s going oh god you know it was all, again in Ireland it was something that was very you know distant my my whole the lineage of, of everything and I knew as, as much as I, I did know but um it was it was uh it was an incredibly heartbreaking um uh, day that we all went together but it was it was very special that we went together Amy, is it important then to that your children know about your Jewish heritage, and and is that something you talk about with them? Yeah, and actually, you know, Sadie is a is is a is a Hebrew name originally. Yeah, and I and I. I, I, I love that um I love that connection and they and they do know and it's something that you know the older they get um and they're in a church of Ireland school they're not they're not in a Catholic school so I think for me I I don't know I, the inclusion of of so many different religions and nationalities and everything else I think is 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 very important to me it was important for my family and it was important to my dad to be accepted um so it's 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 um it's been a yeah that's been you know a, a, a whole other community that I I've that we've kind of been welcomed into and I am so I'm all on for that and I'm I'm learning a lot as I, as I go along well it is the 400th uh, I'm gonna say the 400th anniversary of the women's project that would be, that would be <laughs> really so well cryogenically like frozen in my, <laughs> in my kitchen but it's the 400th episode and Kira has asked a very good question yeah 400 more years says Kira. Uh, Kira has asked about the women that you admire. Um, who are the women that you look up to, whether it's in politics or entertainment or wherever? 
Oh my God. Like it's so hard to pinpoint any because it can be my, my girlfriends um, like the kindness of my friends um, my mum and in, in her and my granny, my granny. And I, lo- I only really had one grandparent that I knew very well. And the more I know about her, like I was like, God, she was such a formidable woman for her time. Um, and she kind of, you know, she made her own rules, which was kind of unheard of at the time. And I, I love hearing stories about my granny and everyone goes, Oh God, you know, Mae Morris, you know, people were afraid of her in Wexford town. I'm like, go on, mate. <laughs> uh, and she, uh, you know, so it, it can be the small things like that. On a bigger scale, I'm really inspired by women telling their stories um, and, and having no fear. That's something that I, I try and practice is stop being so afraid of outer, you know, the vo- of the voices, because I think it, it alters your creative, your creative sense and your creative voice. So you kind of have to block that as much as you can. Amy, I think you're in a difficult position because when you're someone in the public eye and as much as you're kind of, there's a certain girl next door type of vibe to you as well, but you're also, you know, out there doing your work and there's expectations around that. And it's interesting to hear you talk about fear because I imagine it must be difficult. Like everything you say is going to be, you know, amplified and people are going to make more of it. And so it must make you censor yourself a little bit sometimes. I don't think so anymore. I think it did at a point. You think aging helped with that, getting older. I'm not saying you've aged that's terrible you're still gorgeous <laughs> and so beautiful the anniversary yeah yeah exactly let's keep, um, that, keep going but you know what I mean do you think getting older helps with that I think getting older helps with that I also think reaching a point I had a moment I had this really like it, it was it was it was a, a monumental moment for me in my, with how my brain works because I am a people pleaser I always have been um, and I I really try and practice not doing that and I can I can have like flares where I'm going I'm not afraid to in any way speak if, if I feel strongly about it but I I also think there's a there's a saturation point where I cannot expend that amount of giving a fuck I can't I can't do it and like you know if I'm if I'm not purposely going out of my way to hurt somebody or I, I'm, I, these, you know, you have to own your own opinion. And also it is creatively stifling. If you feel that you have to keep this, this, and this, and this, you know, you know, after the clinic and striking out and we did finally join that, I got that with, you know, some people might have been like, that was so bold and it wasn't the strike. It wasn't striking out. And suddenly you have to answer and take all boxes all at the same time. And I, 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 I did have a moment. There was a review that we had in, I can't remember. It was, don't worry. It wasn't the Irish time. No, thank so God. Bad. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, if you do, you do. And that's just part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Good or bad. But no, there was somebody who was re- who really was needling at me. It was a very, per- it was personal. I didn't like the show. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I kind of had this, like, again, I had a, I had a moment of going, and I, you kind of, I kind of got lost in that moment of the, of the fear of this. And I felt vulnerable and exposed because of this, uh, because, and it was so personal, the show of mine. Mm. I think after that, I was just like, okay. I am probably going to be dead in 40 years if I'm lucky. I am doing a, a, a job that I feel I, I should, I'm so grateful that I get to do. I get to write TV and do TV. I am never, I can never please everybody. I can, and, and if, I, if, if I didn't write that show because it might offend X, Y, and Z, then I, you're just a diluted version of yourself for the rest of your life, afraid to say or do anything. So, and I I think definitely the last few years have been formative in just going, like at the same time, I I don't seek out, I don't enjoy kind of like, like lengthy debate over stuff because I feel like I don't again I don't have the personal the the energy or the headspace to kind of deal to deal with too much of that so um I kind of measure that uh, temper that as much as I can but for the most part I just don't want to have to apologize for Mm -hmm. for 
any of that anymore. And I, you I shouldn't know. have to apologize. And we're not about apologizing on the no. Wicked Podcast. No, we That's won't actually, apologize. No, not years later, we're not apologizing for nothing. And it's such an irony. I'm too like, sorry. Sour, sir. The whiskey's like, yeah, I'm on the on the rosé. We're not apologizing. No, there's like an episode in, in series. Okay, I'm going to open it up now. This is very exciting. So yeah. some of you are very clever and have managed to find the blue hand. And if you are, if you want to find it, you go to manage participants and you find yourself and you put your hand up. You put your blue hand up. So I'm going to start with Anne Ellis. Well, I just love Amy's shoes. <laughs> I just wonder, it's very, it's a very simple question. I was looking at them in Meanie's shoe shop in Carrick on Shore today. Yeah. Nice plug there. And they were fabulous. And I'm just wondering, where do you get your inspiration for your shoes, Amy? Again, it's like, it, it's funny with all things. I think it's, it's good to keep it fluid and, and open. And, and because again, look, it's, they're seasonal and year on year styles change. The, um, the guys I do with have a good handle on things because I'm like, how, but how do you know that yellow is the color? Because I don't know those. And I'm like, but who's, who's the person that tells you that? Who's the person that decides to tell Victoria Beckham and blah, blah, blah. I know I will never understand that, that yellow is the color. But then it trickles down. And like, I guess for me, it's just like, what would I wear? Would I wear that? And sometimes it takes my brain a while if they're like, what do you think of the idea of this? And I'm like, no, that's horrific. And then I've thought about it for a week. And I'm like, I'm actually, I love them. Print, print. Go, go, go. And then sometimes we'll draw stuff together. Sometimes I love really high shoes and they always push back on me with that. They're like, not many people wear as high shoes as you. So we'll we'll have a compromise and I like that we need three or four pairs that that will be that. I love metallics, I love bright colours, but then I love a simple pair of gold or nude shoes. So we can we we have a we have a wide range and it's just because we've got quite a big, like a um, high numbers collection, we do two a year, we can kind of have fun with it. I think if we had to have a smaller little number, like six or seven, you'd, you'd probably have to choose really carefully what ones you were going to like chop out. But we're, yeah, we ha- we do have fun with it. And I love all the runner stuff because I'm a runner's girl myself. So we have fun with those. But I don't know where my inspiration, probably looking through Instagram or magazines or seeing what's, you know, seeing what's on the runway. Um, because all that stuff does filter down to high street stuff as well. And I hope that's answered your question. There was a lot of shoe talk there. Now I'm going yeah. to Neve O'Carroll. So Neve, I hope you're ready with your question because I'm unmuting you now. Neve, what's okay, the story? Absolutely. Amy, what's the boldest thing that you've ever done? <laughs> Great oh, question, Neve. God. Oh my God. The boldest thing. Oh Jesus. I, I always go back to kids stuff where that was where I felt like, I wouldn't feel like I, I wouldn't, again, don't have to apologize anymore, Neve. Um, <laughs> like, bold, oh God, you've caught me off the hop there. Um, when I think of bold, I think of being a child and like, I don't know, raiding the, the, the dinner or the, the dessert that your parents had kept for the- Did you, you know, ever bunk off school? Mm-hmm. I was a bit of a nerd in school and I, I like do you know what if, if I could go back I would have done more bold things <laughs> retrospective bunking off I know what you mean yeah I, I know, know how you know, this is one of the boldest things that got for me when I was a kid I was so I was too good as a young kid I remember I was obsessed with uh with neighbors and Scott and Charlene when I mean it was my life it was they were my world and I I was so nervous about bunking off so my mom was quite strict uh back in her time and I was like I was so I was so consumed with Kylie and Jason Scott and Charlie and getting married and neighbors that I was like I am getting off school that day so I can watch it at half one and half five oh. 
that was as bold, kind of as, as bold as I got when I was a kid, kid. Okay. But as an adult, I don't know if I would tell you my boldest thing. Yeah, good, Hello. good idea. Hello. Don't apologize, but also don't overshare when it's going to yeah, be exactly. back by yeah. too much rosé, yeah. <laughs> so, Neve, thank you very much. Thank I hope you. that was satisfactory. She was Probably not, not be that bold, but maybe she's bold now. But she won't tell us. That's no. just the way it is. <laughs> Okay, well, I come to Angela Feeney. I hope she has her question ready. Hi, Roisin. Hi, Amy. I'm really enjoying this. Oh, great. Amy. Well, I'm really enjoying it too. I have to say, it's I'm, brilliant. I'm living in Maynooth, you know, and uh, I'm just wondering, um, the connection is, uh, have you been watching Normal People? Because, you know, I live great in Maynooth. It's one of our own here, so. Have I been watching? <laughs> I don't know which I'm more obsessed with. Connell's chain or Marianne's <laughs> nose. She's got the most gorgeous yeah. nose. Yeah. Anyway, also their acting skills and the writing and everything. But I was, so I, I have to say, I have, a, I have a dirty little secret. I've seen, I'm, I think I'm ahead of all of you because I was sent mm. to Link. Um, yeah. and I'm send on, me the link, Amy, send me the link. So you know, it was one of those things that was BBC like, don't ever say, or we will come. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so bad with computer stuff. I probably would literally send it back to them. BB, BCC, the BBC going, promise I won't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was sent a link through the producers um, and I like it is just the most gorgeous TV and I keep every night like because we, we finished watching Ozark myself and Brian and then we'd watch Tiger King and all that kind of stuff we need to find something else and I just I always I'm like oh I'm so wrecked and I go to bed and then when I go to bed I'm like oh, do you know what while I'm here I might just watch normal people yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. he hasn't watched it but it is just it's just so glorious so I've got two episodes left and I'm nearly sad I'm kind of I wish it wasn't over do you know what I'm also loving about it I love that it's half hour drama yeah kind of you know and it's so it's so deliciously slow and storytelling that you don't yeah well yes I mean it's very sexy (laughs) very sexy I think you started it with all the tools and the But do you know what? It's so lovely because I think if it was an hour, I think I love how slow it is because you're not so often when you're watching TV, I think, you know, it's always talked about pace, pace. And of course, it's beautifully written and paced and everything. But I love that the scenes are allowed to sit down and sit in and, and, and are given room to breathe. And that's what's so glorious because it's so beautifully written, shot and acted that no second is lingering too long, even though you have, you've, you've a sense of the actual, they're 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 feeling with each other in the room which is so hard to get but it's just gorgeous absolutely gorgeous well listen I could talk about normal people for a long time we had a a bit of a chat on the women's podcast last week but it's just I agree with everything you've said it's fantastic we're going to go to Elizabeth Goldrick now if you have a question for Amy Elizabeth are you there Hello, is it me? Hi, it is you with your lovely stripy yellow top and who's with you? Her mammy my mum is Carmel Okay, Carmen and Elizabeth. Uh, Amy, our question is quite serious. Um, I don't have kids, but we have my nephews and like they're 10 and 8. And like, we don't really know how much to ask them about like what they're understanding at the moment. But like, what are you telling your kids or how are they taking it? Or, um, Yeah, like I have to say, I, 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 I don't, if I'm listening to the radio, I'll turn the news off when it's the news hour because they're very young. Like I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I think it's, you know, for their little worlds, I, I don't want them to worry. They know that it's, I mean, they know there's the coronavirus. They cannot, my daughter Sadie is like, I hate that word. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. But I, they, they, you know, they're not watching news. They're not listening to news. 
I, all I can say to them is because my daughter and I get it as well. She's like, people are saying this is going to go on for months and months, and I think it's the time frame of that. And I understand that as well. So just, look, it's go, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. It's not going to last. I know it's so annoying, but let's just do, do every day. And 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 the, the times when they get frustrated or miss things, you know, we just kind of brush away. So look, I, you know, it, it is annoying and it is frustrating, but it won't it won't last, and we'll be back doing our things. So yeah, and 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 you know, I think I think the sense of it, obviously. My, my two don't get and the, the global scale of it um, and it just you know but they've they've adapted quite well they're missing their friends and they're missing school but um I try not to we try not I, I would not have the news on in front in front of them and they kind of they, they know the a bit of it and they they kind of opt out of it as well they're like oh, oh I can hear we can hear we can hear um so yeah we just just trying to tell them that it'll 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 all be over and I think that that kind of gives them a little bit of sense of perspective and, and hope I hope that's okay, Elizabeth and Carmel. Is that all right? Okay, good advice. Take our, care. Our grandchildren don't really notice what's going on. Yeah. They live nearby, they cycle by, and I hear their mommy whispering, say we miss you, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, then, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, I want to rattle through loads more because I know there's lots of you with your blue hands up here. Karen Fort, are you there? Are you ready to ask your question? Hi, Amy. Um, my question is, what would be the first thing you do after lockdown? What are you missing? I mean, it has to be going and having a, conversa- a proper conversation with my mum and my dad and, and sitting with yeah. them. Um, that's been so hard. My dad is not very well at the moment. and um, Sorry it, to hear that. Yeah, and it, you know, he's, he's 83. He's got a lot of health issues. He's got Parkinson's. And he was in hospital uh. at the very beginning of this. But he's... he's he, I think he's kind of confused and frustrated and you know he's he's like a, this feels like wasted time which is really breaks my heart a little bit so I can't wait to just go up and you know sort go into his room and sort out the Netflix for him or you know organize the stuff or just it's just that con the, con- the contact um and to be in my mum's house or her to be in our house uh, there that's the main thing that is really the main thing it's even the difference of being in the cinema rather than watching something on TV, that shared human experience. Absolutely. You, you can't, you can't replicate that. And even, even that sense of, and you know, it feels so false and labored when you go down to the supermarket because we all have to say, you know, smile apologetically at each other and wave where just the interaction and just so that it's not so conscious and considered that we can kind of, you know, relax with all of that. I, I, I really looking forward to all of that. Amy, I want to know what kind of books you read, but what books do you like and what are you reading at the moment? So you should see my bed stand because I'm trying to read loads of kids books because because I've kind of kind of marinating an idea for it for something like that. So, and it's perfect for my attention span late at night. So I'm reading a chapter okay. meant for a nine-year-old. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? I am not the quickest reader. And I got into Audible about a year and a half ago, and that has been a game changer for me. So I, but I'm, I, I'll have a few on the go and there's times where I can't really concentrate and listen to it. Do you know what, Roshi and I've downloaded only today on your recommendation was Nina Stivy. Uh, it's so, so funny. Yeah, and I, I need that at the moment. So that's, mm. what, what is that one? Um, things to be great, uh, grateful Reasons for? Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I do love, I love autobiographies because I find it, I don't have to concentrate as much 
much if it's a fictional narrative that I could just kind of go around and listen to somebody's stories. Um, I'm just, I'm also have Marion Key's Grown Ups on the Go. So that's, that's fun and funny and that I can escape into a world that's not grim. I, I had downloaded to uh, where the crawdads sing. Oh, I'm reading, reading that. that. Oh, are you? I, yes. It was, too, it was too heavy for me at the moment as well right. because I was also watching Ozark. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the world is too heavy and I had I had just finished educated and I was like okay that's, that's oh, yeah. so I need I needed to step back from that so I'm gonna go with Nina Stivy and I'm gonna go with Marion for the uh, for the moment um, okay. I'm trying to think what other ones have I any recommendations and stuff that I've read I did love educated I have to, I have yeah. to say I really really loved that fantastic book yeah um, I'm gonna go for a couple more questions I, I don't want to keep you too long we've got a couple of minutes left so let me see oh god there's so many blue hands here uh Sarah Quirk are you ready with a question Sarah yes yeah I'm ready hey hi Sarah hi. where are you Sarah um, I'm over in Rathgar. Not too far from Amy then. <laughs> Not too far, no. Can no, you hear me shouting at my kids in the garden? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but I'll listen out. Okay, good. <laughs> um, no, I'm really enjoying this. Thank you, Roshan and Amy. It's oh, fantastic. great. Thanks. For um, I'm just wondering, I suppose, we've really changed the way we're living at the moment. Um, and I'm wondering, Amy, is there any changes that you'd like to see stay when we come back to normal? Or is there things that you're, just things you'd like to see if they change, new changes? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, again, you know, we talk about the crisis that the world is in and and the kind of and then you bring it to such a like intrinsic personal level. And you're like, what, what are the things that I can get from this? And I think that's just I don't think we should beat ourselves up about that because it's very it's a very person. It's personal to each each one of us. And I think that I was only thinking about it today. And you know what? Thing, life does go back to normal. Hopefully it will sooner rather than later and we will get caught up in our lives. But I was definitely on the hamster wheel of adrenaline, I think, for... Um, it was probably unsustainable. And nobody's fault except mine. And I'd be like, take it on, take it on, take it on. And, and I, a part of me nearly fed on that adrenaline a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have my distractions. I don't have the extra noise. And once you pair that all back, it's actually quite nice. Go... Everything else in my own head is enough, even though I'm doing absolutely nothing productive. Um, I'm I don't I'm not contributing to anything creatively, artistically, anything. I'm making shit banana bread. But you know what? It's not it's not goal orientated, which is a different way that I I, I haven't kind of you know lived in a while. And sometimes all those goals are the stuff, the pressure that you put on yourself. But I think I think there's there's a lot to there's so much good in that to let. You know, and it's the small things of just going, I don't have time, I don't have time. And that's a horrible way to feel like you're constantly living. Um, so, do you know what? Maybe to slow down a little bit. And it, and it's a tough lesson to learn. And it's horrible to think that that's a byproduct of something that's going uh, ongoing that's so horrifically scary. And it's just, you know, the, the out, you know, the reality of it but, you know we, we, all we can do is 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 have our own personal experience in it so I think in that maybe maybe that's it whatever I said two minutes ago I can't really remember <laughs> <laughs> then there's B Gorman here B Gorman how are you hi how's it going Good you got the last question of the night before my light completely fails me Amy um just and I know the other um, the previous speaker, Sarah, probably touched on it. What is the most important thing that you learn from lockdown when you come out the other side, when we all come out the other side? I think it is just that 
again, is the sense of time. And, I, you know, your perception of time, how quick time feels like it's sometimes going and how slowly. And I'm a little bit obsessed by time sometimes as well, where I'm like, oh, God, the kids are another year older and we've lost that and we've lost this. To just, to just because what I, all I can do at the moment is be in every day. I can't think about yesterday because actually the weight sometimes of the accumulative weeks feels very heavy. And the, the thought of what's ahead is so unknown. That is, it, you know, the way kids live in, in the now and the way we're told to live in the now, I'm actually really practicing that because I can't bear to do anything else. Um, I can look ahead in, a, in an optimistic way and go, okay, once we, we jump over all of that, we'll be, we, we'll be back to that. But I, I can't think about next week and the day to day of of every of, of every day of next week so I think it is just the I have this lovely little thing I got in New York before I got home I bet you I won't forget it now and it's a famous quote by somebody I don't even remember who it was that when you walk arrive with every step and I think it's I think it's 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 the sense of that and I will try not to lose that because it's a, it's the thing of just not running, running and racing to get to the thing and get the done thing. Because yeah. you know you miss you're missing the small things that you know the the, the big moments in in the little things. And often that's so you know so much of what of what this is. And of course you know we're not all going to come out of you know being martyrs and having you know this you know awakening. But I think I think in some level it's going to have to have affected us all. Um, and that level of fear and difference of you know of how we live. And I think if we do try and bring something or just the relief that we're not in anymore, whatever it is or however, you know, you bring it to affect your life. But I think it is hopefully just being more in the now, which is which is the only way we can really live at the moment. Amy, that is so lovely. And there's some really gorgeous comments coming from everybody here. I really appreciate it. You've been absolutely I feel quite moved just reading the the comments at the end. People are really appreciating the evening, Amy. I think someone's saying it was that monk thick nap. Han, I won't pronounce it right, who said what you said, you said with every step. and also people are just uh, feeling that the hour flew really fast which um, I think they did as well I'm, I'm very bad at finding these comments but there were some lovely ones, I'm going to find a really nice one to end on uh, just everyone's um, really it was like having a friend over for a chat uh-huh. stay safe and stay well everyone and I'd like to echo that, thank you so much, it's been wonderful, will you say hi to Bod the Baker for I us will. as well I will, of course, he's probably soaking his sultanas as they say <laughs> well, oh god, let's not go there let's not go there, you'll start talking about his nuts next day, dinner will be really in trouble, anyway that's a good way to end it, I think that's we need to stop now, yeah, thank need you to everyone, you're amazing <laughs> you're brilliant you're such a brilliant woman we really appreciate it bye everyone stay bye. safe See you. Bye. <laughs> and that's it for today our 400th episode done and dusted thanks to amy huberman who is just fantastic and remember do go to instagram at it women's podcast follow us like us and tag three friends and you could be in with a chance to win a load of chocolate from our sponsors, Green and Blacks. Remember, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Acast and all good podcast apps. And if you want to get in touch, we're on Twitter and Facebook at IT Women's Podcast or email us on thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com. The podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, and by Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. Until next time, stay safe and thank you very much for listening all these years. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.